Chris? Yeah. I don't know if you remember last week, but I you don't. lost the game show. I did. Which means that your punishment was this week hosting the podcast all by yourself. It was. I forgot. And I showed up anyway. I'm pissed about it. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm livid. I'm doing pretty good. Everything's coming up, Chris. I didn't ask. <laughs> so, since I'm mad at me, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at the show in general. Yeah. Let's make this one a quick one, all right? We will. But all first, right. something interesting happened this week. What's that? I didn't watch it, but there was a trailer that came out. Oh, I did watch it. Yeah? For Friday the 13th, Part 8. Scream 6. So you watched the trailer? Yeah. Uh, from what I heard, it all takes place on a subway. It, like a it's nothing. It is about train. six seconds of a trailer. Oh, really? It seems yeah. like, I think, like, it's. it looks like they're shooting it now. Yeah. Like, that's the feel I get from the trailer, but it is a couple of our characters from the last movie. Yeah. Um, some of the new guys um, on a subway, and one of them goes, uh guys and they look out and like there's a bunch of ghost faces on the train and then the lights start going out and on and out and on and every time they go on he's closer and closer and closer until he's right up on them and then he smashes someone's face into a window and then he goes scream six new york minute all right hopes are high hopes are low what are you thinking oh hopes are on the floor really my hopes are kind of high why um because i feel like at this point the series has jumped the shark uh-huh. So it's... I know they did it a long time ago. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it got jumped with Scream 2. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, but at this point, they finally broke into that new... Uh, it jumped the shark when uh, Scream 2 opened with Scream Run 1 directed by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> um, I have air quotes on, on new, but it, it broke new ground by, uh, by just being like, you know what? Fuck it. We are Friday the 13th now. Um, so it, it, there's a chance that it could be, can't be fun. There's a chance it could be bad. There's also a chance that, like, uh, I mean, there's even a chance. Honestly, you know why my hopes are high? I'm not going to lie to you. Because of that last Halloween movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which I loved, like I said, like 80% of. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a 20% that I'm just like, I don't like that. I don't. I don't. Um, so I just have a feeling that it could end up maybe even be one of those things where I'm like, man, they're doing something really interesting. I just wish this wasn't Scream 6. Yeah. I. So I, my hopes are unreasonably high in that sense. I don't think it's... Spider. Wow. Crawled up. Yeah. Um, so my hopes are unreasonably high in a, in a way that, like, I'm probably going to be let down. But I just feel like there's two different directions I can see it in that are good and only one that's bad. But the thing that sucks is that the bad probably is 50% of that pie. And then my two other hopes are maybe in the 25% range. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I think um, my, I think, like, my, my big problem with the last one when I really, really think about it, if I try to boil it down. Is I don't remember it. Because I don't remember it. And if... I, I, I kind of got the feeling from it that it's like kind of into the campy area, but also they're like, yeah, but we're the screen movies. Yeah. So we so kind of cool. have to be cool and kind of serious about this, uh, which is what I like, I think, the most about Scream 4 compared to the other sequels. Is I think Scream 4 is tongue-in-cheek the entire time, and then it's over. Um I think, I, to an extent, the first scream is tongue in cheek. Not to an extent, it is, but it's very classy about it. And then I think they get less and less as time goes on. So I think, like, part of me wants, part of me feels like it's not. Well, hey, Jason takes Manhattan is the peak of 
cheesy campy slashers like that's what everyone knows it for so this one will be scream in new york as an homage to that i i i have a gut feeling that nobody said that and someone just went wouldn't be cool if it was in new york <laughs> oh so you're saying history's repeated itself is what you're saying i'm afraid it has yeah <laughs> or, or someone went into the board meeting just like friday the 13th and instead of saying we need to get jason out of that camp they said we need to get we need to get Ghostface out of Woodsboro. Chris, how much do you think uh, Scream 6 is going to take place on a boat? That would be very funny if any of it takes a place on the boat. I'll, it'll be my favorite Scream movie if it does. Yeah. There's two things that they can do to make it my favorite Scream okay. movie. Most of it's on a boat. The other is if a certain fella shows his face. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to say it because if I say it out loud, it won't happen. But <laughs> Don't want to jinx it. If somebody comes back... Yabba dabba doo. That's not what Shaggy says. <laughs> zoinks. That's also not what he says. Um, no, he does. He goes like Zoinks, Scoob. He does. Yeah. Jinkies. Jinkies is what uh, Daphne Daph- Velma, says. Velma says. Yes. Well, here's what I'll say. I don't know if you remember, but something like 17 days ago, I went, hey, isn't there another Scream coming out soon? And you're like, the hell are you talking about? And I was like, yeah. There's like a new Scream coming. <laughs> that's right. And you were like, that's that right. was February. And I was like, oh, wow. Hmm. And now look what happened. There is a new scream coming. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Well, we watched two movies. We watched two movies. We watched The Nice Guys and The Banshees of Of Inishirin. I have it. Did you hear them howling? The Banshees? Did you hear them howling? Yeah. Wow. Spooky. That was spooky. In my head, I always go, in a shire. I got it. And even right there, when I say it out loud, it doesn't come out right. I can say it right in my head, but yeah. when it comes out of my mouth. For like a week, I was saying, in a shire. Yeah. I like in a shire. Say. In a shire. But it's in a shire. Um, and if you remember, a while ago, we did an episode called Kiss Kiss Bruges Bruges. We did. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And in Bruges, mm-hmm. both of these movies are spiritual sequels to those movies. Yeah. They are same writer-director. Um, for both movies I mean you know what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. not all of these movies are directed by the same but, but oh, Shane Black did Kiss Kiss and Nice Guys uh, Martin McDonough did In Bruges and The Banshees of Inishirin Inishirin yeah did you ever see three billboards outside of yeah I did is that one of these people it's one of uh mcdonald's movies yeah oh no kidding i've never seen it but i'd like to and yeah. now that i know it says i'd like to see even more interesting um but yeah spiritual successors they're basically the same movies again um but with a little, little twist little, little twists and turns yeah for this isn't your dad's in bruges it's for the modern age and for the <laughs> modern age it's for your dad because <laughs> they're old men uh we'll start with kiss kiss bang no we'll start with the nice guys we're not doing kiss kiss bang bang on the show mail time mail time Oh my god. Not your dad's mail because I'm getting it the way that kids be getting it. Telepathically? No, I got this shit in an SMS. Oh, fuck. Chris is putting on VR goggles to read this. Oh my god. 
Oh my god, the words are coming right at me. He's jacking in. Oh god, the nice guys. Oh, he's jacking off. Oh, to the tune of I Love Rock and Roll. The nice guys. The, 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 the. No, that's I. Yeah, that is. I love rock and roll. So yeah. how do you want me to do da, the nice guys? No, you don't have to do the title. Oh, okay. Just the rest of it. I think. Okay. Right, I guess. Oh, that's right. I get you. I get you. I get you. We'll cut that a little bit then. All right. All right. The nice guys. I love Ryan Gosling. I want to kiss him on the lips even though I'm a straight man. I don't really know this song. I don't think. Is that right? Was that good? I don't know. Maybe who, whoever wrote this isn't good at uh, parodies. Let me I see. I love Ryan Gosling. Wonka. His comedic timing makes up for his wonka. Oh. For his wonky eye-eye. Okay. Wonky eye-eye. We might have to drag some of them out. Okay. I love Ryan Gosling. Please kiss me on the mouth and do not tell my wife. I'm <laughs> sorry, I can't. I'm butchering this. I love rock and roll. Sorry, no. Ryan Gosling. I'm begging, baby, please don't tell my wife. Uh, oh, about us. About us. It's fun. It's fun. And yet there's no rating. Ooh, Ooh mysterious. It was. Left me hanging. Chris, what's your uh, experience with the nice guys? Saw it when it came out. Saw it a couple of times since. End of list, basically. Cool. Yeah, what about you? Saw it when it came out. Saw it a bunch of times since. Yeah. I, you uh, love this movie. Oh, I love this movie. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I have watched... This is... Uh, the Nice Guys is... Maybe... It's got to be in, like, the top three movies I've seen the most, probably. Interesting. Um, if The Nice Guys is somewhere, if I get, like, an ad on my PlayStation or uh, Smart TV or whatever that's like, hey, The Nice Guys is on this now. Yeah. I will go, cool, I'm watching The Nice Guys right now. Um, I just, I, I adore this movie. I will say also this time watching it, more to, more than any other time, it just kept bringing LA Confidential to mind. Um, I, I think that. the pace and tone is similar. The only difference is this one's much more funny, more funny. So it has yeah. a little, like, I guess, a decent heft of like lightheartedness to it. <clears throat> yeah, and Russell Crowe looks like that one guy from L.A. Confidential. Russell Crowe. Yeah. And Kim Basinger looks a lot like that girl from L.A. Confidential. Kim Basinger. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, because she plays uh, Russell Crowe's uh, love interest in that movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, they're both period pieces. Russell Crowe leads both of them, and Russell Crowe kind of plays... Mm, does he lead this one? Hmm. He Debatable. Helps. He helps. Yeah. It's a two-hander. I would argue it leads it more than Ryan. But anyways, um, yeah, he, he plays like kind of a similar character. I mean, he's like, uh, you know, perhaps technically like the dumber character... Um, but the metric by which that's judged is kind of debatable to a degree. Okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, and he really, 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 really wants to be like a detective, but he's just not. Like he's he's squirreled away into like this brawler role where yeah. he kind of beat confession beats confessions out of people and stuff. Which just again, like this, like movie, this yeah. movie, yeah, he he really really wants to be a PI, but instead he's like a you know break your kneecap yeah. and stop talking to my daughter kind of a guy. Um, and then, like I said, just like the two um, actors, but also like the, the the through line, like the actual like mystery of both movies kind of remind me of each other. Like uh, the through th the through line of that one is kind of similar to this one with like the whole idea of like a woman and like uh, the woman's been seen twice kind of a thing. It's not exactly, but like um, the 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 mystery with like uh, LA Confidential is that like um, there are these women. And like I guess it's kind of a mild spoiler, but like the, the reveal ends up being that like there's this rich millionaire who's like paying for plastic surgery for these women. So you, you know what I'm saying? Like there's okay. a couple of I don't yeah. really want to spoil a bunch, but there are a couple of things that just kind of remind me of like you know they're hunting for this woman. There's like a dead woman, and like there's a aunt who has to like come ID it, and you know that kind of a thing. Like it's just kind of like in a similar wheelhouse. Like they're both set in I assume like L.A. Right? Is L.A. 
Yeah, I in this, this movie, one's... this one's LA, um, and it deals with like them. I'm pretty sure the guy who's running the ring is doing it not necessarily for pornography, but for like prostitution. So again, it's almost like a vice crime as well. Oh. you know what I'm saying? There's just like a lot of little stuff like that. Obviously, there are huge differences. That one's set in the 40s, and this one's set in the 70s, and that one deals with actual detectives, and this one deals with, like, a PI, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But there's, like, enough there that, like, the whole time I just kept thinking, like, this really does have, like, a little bit of L.A. Confidential vibes. Does anyone drink a yoo in that movie? No, I don't think so. All right, because when he gets the yoo in this, he goes, I haven't had one of these in about 30 <laughs> years. And every time he does that, I do the math, and I go, uh, the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> But we should watch that soon. It's a pretty good movie. I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, one of the little trivia things I read on IMDb about the nice guys is apparently Russell Crowe has said in an interview the only movies that he's done that he wants sequels to are this and L.A. Confidential because he likes the character so much he wants to play yeah. him again. Yeah, L.A. LA Confidential is a really great movie. I, I, I am like 99% sure it was up for Best Picture, but it just hap- it happened to be against the Titanic. So it's one of those things that what everybody's... What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody like is like objectively like, I can't argue with it. It's just way too bad that this movie went up against the Titanic because it should have won, but it's the fucking Titanic, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's kind of everybody's opinion on it, you know? But we're not talking about that. <laughs> All right. Um, I think opening scene is the boy from Iron Man 3. You remember? Nope. Oh, yes, you do. You love Iron Man 3. Chris, we watched Iron Man 3, and you said, Nick, I can't get enough of this Iron Man. I hope there's an Iron Man 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. There's a little boy in Iron Man 3 that he's friends with. It's the same kid, same director. Shane Black directed Iron Man 3 as well. Oh, that's right. The lady dies in the car accident, and my first thought was, why are her titties out? But then Shane Black pulls a trick out of his old bag and goes, oh, so I can have this kid white knight. Yes, so I, have I think it's yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird. It's 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 weird. I don't know how I feel about that. I think yeah. it's sweet, but also I'm like, yeah, her boobs could have been not yeah there while we watch her the life drain from yeah. her eyes. That's the one weird thing I've pegged about Shane Black is he has a weird thing about like going out of his way to have his characters be like, like yeah, fedora tipping nice guy. Uh, yeah, like, absolutely. That's weird. What, that's what we'll call this movie from now on: the fedora tipping nice guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, she says, he's like, "How do you like my car, big boy?" Yes, I do. I do. I think it is a fun joke, up until he white knights that he steals the Playboy, looks at it, and then the car with her in it crashes through his living mm-hmm. room. Very funny. Um, and then she dies. Not funny. Not funny. Eh, no, not funny. And then I think we get right to Russell Crowe. Who's what's named? he doing? He's wearing glasses. He's wearing glasses. He's doing a Sudoku. Um. There's a teenage girl about 13 dating. She is 13. Dating a guy in his 20s. He said three times her age, I think he said. Okay. And that would be? 36? Exactly. Is it? 39? 39. Maybe 39. So he's pushing 40. He's pushing 40. But he's got the sick dope. He does. So, and it's the 70s, so you know it's bad. What's she say? Doesn't he say something like, call me the... the, the... He's like, who's the man? And she's oh, like, yeah. you're the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, she leaves, and Russell Crowe knocks on the door, and the guy's like, "What?" And Russell Crowe beats the shit out of him, and he's like, "Stop hanging out with little girls, yeah, bitch!" And then spits on him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep with Russell Crowe right now because I think that's what happens. So tricky when you have he's, the fucking yeah. the web that you weave with the fucking well, mystery have, and the yeah, fucking and two you have main two characters. characters that are both narrating the movie. Yeah. It's the same thing with LA Confidential. There are literally three main characters that are all. At different stages of understanding the mystery throughout <laughs> the movie. 
Um, uh, Russell Crowe is giving a narration. He's like, hey, I beat up, I beat up uh, people for cash. That's what I do. Put it in my hand. Um, he's kind of like a PI, but he's kind of like an enforcer. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a jack of all trades. Uh, he sees uh, Amelia, played by Margaret Qualley, the star, as we both know, of Death Stranding. Norman Reedus. No, she just mm-hmm. also happens to be in Death Stranding. Um, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think she dated Pete Davidson. She's like, yeah, these guys are following me, and I'm scared. Here's a little note that I wrote down on a, 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 a sticky note that looks like a hippo. That'll come back later. <laughs> uh, and then we get to Ryan Gosling, and he's asleep in a bathtub wearing a full suit. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, he has written on his hand. I don't remember exactly. You don't... Something about you're never going to be happy or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you don't deserve to be. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, For he... most of the movie. Yes. And he wakes up, he's given his narration, he's like, I'm a P.I. Minus a W.I.F.E. Minus a wife. Um, Fuck, what's the quote that he says about his wife? He's yeah, she used to say this all the time. But also, she used to say, whatever's hanky-panky. She was British, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he gets a phone call, answers it, it's his daughter. She's like, you didn't forget you're supposed to be at work today, did you? He's like, oh, of course not. Um... We go from there to him talking to the old lady. Okay. Who is looking for her husband. And he goes, what's your husband's name? And she goes, Eric. And he looks over on the mantle, and there's an urn that says Eric on mm-hmm. it. And he goes, when was the last time you saw him? She goes, mm, I haven't seen him since the funeral. Uh, and he's and like, it, don't get right on that. Yeah, and his whole thing is he takes money from delusional old ladies who want the help of a P.I., but he's also just the worst P.I. in the world. You know what? It doesn't matter. I don't have to go scene for scene. I'm just going to do what I remember. Okay. Ryan Gosling's at home now. He's just fucking around in the kitchen. And then knock, knock, knock. Who's that at the door? It's Russell Crowe. There's an altercation. They're fighting. Hey, he beats him up. Beats the shit up. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that the person that he, uh, uh, the girl, Amelia, that hired him is being followed by Ryan Gosling because he's following her because he was hired by Misty Mountain's aunt. Mm-hmm. She believes she's still alive. She saw yeah. her two days after the accident. Mm-hmm. Clear in, as day. In the inner window at her house. She at drove a desk. up. She wrote something down wearing a blue pinstripe jacket. Yep. Then she got out, got in her car, drove away. Mm-hmm. Coke bottles for glasses this woman has. She looks exactly like my grandmother, in case you were ever wondering. Well, she looks exactly like the old lady from The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. Yeah, i.e. my grandma. <laughs> Rosa Crow's beating him up. Who hired you? I can't tell you. Who who hired you? He's like, fucking this person, all right? I'm just, she's a person of interest. He's like, oh, man, you just gave up your client just like that right away? He's like, yeah, man, you were being mean. And he tries to grab a gun from the cookie jar, swats it out of his hand. Well, maybe it? not just like the the old lady from Hand the Hat, but you see what I, why I drew the They're pretty similar, yes. Yeah, pretty similar. They're pretty similar. They're old women with large glasses, yeah. Yeah. I do... Like when uh, Russell Crowe's like, and when you go to the doctor, tell him that you broke your right thibia or whatever the fuck. Yes, this is the first part of the movie that just like I, I, I it gets a good chuckle out of yeah. me every time I what, watch it. What when he's it. like, no, no, no. Yeah, when no. he's like, all right, give me your arm. What? No. Give me your arm. No. no. And he's like <laughs> holding it like like a like an angry child or a dog. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, and then he breaks his arm, and it just I love um, I love in movies where a character part of a character's design is just one ridiculous thing that's there for the whole movie, like um. Looking at old boy with the weird glasses and the haircut, or Ryan Gosling in this, he has a cast on the entire time, and all of his suits, the right arm is split up the side because yeah. he has to fit the cast through it. The mm-hmm. left arm, I guess, doesn't matter. Uh, he breaks Ryan Gosling's arm, leaves, runs into his Ryan Gosling's daughter. 
who we know from the newer Spider-Man movies. She plays Betsy Brandt. Betty mm-hmm. Brandt. She goes, hey, you want a yoo And he's like, a yoo And I love that he's got the apple in his hand and throws it behind him. He goes, yeah, are he you goes, kidding me? And I haven't had a yoo since LA Confidential. I haven't had a yoo since I was LA Confidential. Are you a friend of my dad's? Yeah, sure. We were just talking some business. He fucks off. He goes... Oh, I love that the next shot immediately is him coming home with a case of yoo-hoos. Mm-hmm. I love that he has that first yoo-hoo in 30 years and goes, fuck, I'm getting more yoo-hoos on the way home. <laughs> uh, goes but what to, happens when he goes home? Keith, David, and another man are there. He lives above the comedy store. That's right. He lives above the comedy store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, He gets beat up by those two guys, Keith, David, and other. Yeah, the other guy. He's like almost like a hyena type. He's like yeah. a... He's like a Lion King hyena bad guy. He's a real jackal of a man. Yeah, he's got glasses and sideburns and kind of a fro. His face is blue for the rest of the movie. Yes, because uh, they find like a little bag or whatever in Russell yep. Crowe's apartment. And he's like, seriously, don't fuck with that. That's for someone else. Don't. There's a blue dye. And he's like, I told you, I told you, I told you. That needs to be a dick. I don't know what he says to Russell Crowe, but Russell Crowe's going to be like, oh, you're going to regret that when I take that gun out of your hand, you idiot. Oh, he kills his fish. Oh, yeah, that's right. He starts throwing the fish at him. That's right. He's like, stop with the fish. No, (laughs) no fish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then a great scene. I love this little scene. Oh, it's great. It's very fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe's just great. I don't care what he looks like, because if we're being honest, Russell Crowe looks like shit. In, like, the most badass way. I do, I would say... Yeah, absolutely. I feel like they did him a little dirty. I wish he was dressed a little more, like, seemingly of the era. Yeah, I get that. Like, just something, like tucking the shirt in or, like, maybe the jeans not being as dark. He looks a little modern compared yeah, to everything else He's wearing, in the movie. like, vans almost. Like, yeah. Like, his shoes are weird. Like Which I know they kind of had then, time, but yeah. I don't know. It just it just seems like with how over-the-top period piece everything else is, yeah, he looks like he got the set and he's like, I'm not fucking, this is what I'm wearing. What <laughs> yeah. I, I'm wearing Could this. be. Could yeah. be. Um, <laughs> then we go from there to... So, after that happens, Russell Crowe goes back to uh, Ryan Gosling, who's now at a okay. bowling alley. Yes. They're having... Love this scene as well. Yeah, it's great, yeah. I used to use the Lord's name in vain. No, I didn't, Jessica. Yeah. I found it quite useful, actually. It's a birthday for his daughter, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, he goes and takes a dump, Ryan Gosling does. He does. Reading a little magazine, he does. He does. Um, Russell Crowe comes in. I just want to talk, and I the the, the physical comedy of him trying yeah. to keep the door open, his pants up, and the gun on uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, I don't think Ryan Gosling will ever get the credit he deserves for how <laughs> I, I think Ryan Gosling might be my favorite actor of all time. Okay, right behind Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Um, just so good, just the funniest, just the f- just so like I, I can't even. Ex- Blaine, I, really, yeah. I can't even put my finger on what makes him so good, but his delivery, yeah. like, in a few seconds, he goes, Missy Mountains, the porno actress, the young lady, the porno young lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the two of them sit down and they talk, mm-hmm. and they compare notes, basically realize they're working the same case. Mm-hmm. Russell Crowe wants Hires him. him. Pays Hires him money. Him. On top of what the old lady's giving you. Yeah. Old lady, fuck you, old lady. I gave it up. You broke my arm. Yeah. And we know he didn't because he was just talking to her. And she's like, I'll give you more money if you keep yeah. looking. And he's like, all right, I guess. Um, At this point, uh, I know the next thing that basically happens is Amelia, he's like, uh, I, I, I know where Amelia is kind of a thing. And he brings her to the protest. No, and, daughter comes in first. Okay. Which I love. Daughter I comes in part, first. But go ahead. And goes, who are you? Are, 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 oh, you're the guy that broke my dad's arm? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Hey, how are you? Thanks for the you or whatever. Yeah. She, he says you hurt people for money. I do. We hurt my Jessica? Oh, my friend <laughs> yeah, Jessica? Yeah. How much money you got? About 30 bucks? She how big, big girl? is she? Yeah. <laughs> Great. 
but uh, I, I just want to bring it up because uh, you're talking about his, his uh, like delivery and stuff like that. And I definitely love, like, he's like, what makes you think Amelia's here? He's like, it's Amelia's project script. And she, he's like, yeah, but Amelia can't, would, you know, might not be here. Whatever. He's like, it's it's Amelia's protest group. And he just keeps saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, stop saying it's Amelia's protest so, group. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I, I don't know how I, 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 I went past it, but it is legitimately the first thing that makes me laugh out loud in this movie is Ryan Gosling's introduction when he's narrating and you show him on the job and stuff like that. He's like, sometimes you got to get dirty. You got to do what you got to do. And it shows him wrapping his hand up oh, in a right. towel to punch through a window and he punches yeah. through it and slices his wrist open yeah. and then hard like, cuts oh. to him in an ambulance. Oh, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. That's but a anyways. lot of my blood. Um, the protest group. Yeah. They're going back and forth about the birds can't breathe and he's like, what about the gas mask you're wearing? They didn't save you. All that kind of stuff. Whatever. But anyways, you're protesting basis. the air. You're protesting the air. It's yeah. great. Um, they say last time they saw her, she was at her boyfriend's house. Dean. They go there. Dean's house. Chet helps Dean. Fun fact about Chet. What? Val Kilmer's son. No kidding. Yeah. I love Val Kilmer. Also, Robert Downey Jr.'s in this movie. Yeah. Yeah? Didn't know that. Oh. Okay. He could have acted more surprised. Well, also. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Also, Robert Downey Jr.'s in this movie. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. I tried to slam some stuff, but it didn't. Yeah, we got to figure out how to do f- uh, physical bits on this audio we podcast. Some foley. We'll figure it out. Um, if anyone out there knows how to do foley and we'll work for free, let us know. Yeah. Um, they go to the house. It's burnt down. Chet's like, yeah, man, they were making cool art films. And then a little kid on a bike comes up. He's like, I'll show you my dick. And they go, hey, you know anything? And he goes, hey, this guy will give you 20 bucks if you tell him stuff. Yeah. He goes, give me 20 bucks. He gives him 20 bucks. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they were making porno movies here with uh, some guy named Sid, Sid Hatrack. Yeah. No one's name is Hatrack. Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. I was just here trying to get involved. Offered to show him my dick. <laughs> Got a big dick. I don't yeah. know who this kid is, but he's great. I yeah. love him. <laughs> I will say, I, yeah, that's one of my favorite. The, I like a lot of little, there's so many like little comedy bits like like exactly that when Chet's like hey this guy if you give this guy information I'll give you 20 bucks he's like God, no like you yeah. know because he obviously didn't want to dole out $20 every time someone comes along with information but yeah I don't, absolutely over the leaving and he's like want to see my dick no we don't want to see your dick dude yeah. I'll, I'll show you my dick for 20 bucks I just gave you 20 what am I saying <laughs> yeah and then they leave uh, they're like nah fuck we're fucked we don't know where to go they just happen to drive past a billboard that says Sid Shattuck. They Sid do. Hatrack. Mm-hmm. They're cool. We got to go to Sid Hatrack's house. They go back to his house for a second. Uh, daughter, go stay at your friend's house. Oh, boy, will do, can do. Um, they go to Sid Shattuck's house. They're going to split up. It's a big party. Great party. Earth, Wind, and Fire is playing. It's a yeah. huge party. I mean, there's that point where his daughter's like, you're going to a party? He's like, no, I'm going to a big party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they park the car. Valet goes, no, I love that. He goes to hand him the keys. You hear the knocking in the trunk, and he looks at it, opens it, sees that it's his daughter, closes it, and goes to give the keys back to the guy. <laughs> and he um, goes, I can't take your car like that, sir. Comes out with her. She's like, Dad, there's whores here and stuff. Honey, don't say and stuff. Just say that there are whores here. Um, Ryan Gosling gets tanked. Ryan Gosling gets tanked as he does. Yeah, Russell Crowe does some detective work. Why were you in the pool? I had to question the mermaids. (laughs) Uh, Looks like someone brought Mary Jane to the party. What? Marijuana? Pot? Someone's smoking it. Oh, I can't smell. Yeah. You're a private eye and you can't smell. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he gets tanked. He does actual investigation work. Someone shows a porno to the daughter. Yeah. Um, 
And Ryan Gosling falls down a hill. Yeah, after after uh, flirting, he falls down a hill yes. and finds a dead body. Finds a dead body, who is, in one shot, Robert Downey Jr. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and he sees Amelia. She runs away. Yes, this is true. Um, Russell Crowe finds him and goes, what the fuck, did you fall? And he goes, yeah, I fucking fell. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, this and that. But there was a girl here. I lost my gun and she yeah. saw me and now there's this dead guy. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take the body. We're going to hide it. We're going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think he goes, we're going to throw up. We're going to get the body yeah. and we're going to get out of here. And they both throw up. It's great. Throw it over a wall. Ruin someone's party. In the middle of a party. Always funny. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that bit a million times. Never doesn't, never, never fails to make me laugh. Um, run into his daughter is brought right into the clutches of hyena man in the back of the limousine she's asking around about amelia but then what else happens they see keith david russell crowe bumps into him and they fight the gun falls in the hot tub they're fighting like crazy russell crowe eventually gets the best of him by shooting through his thigh Mm -hmm. through the hot tub underwater Mm mm-hmm and uh, then, like, yeah, Keith Davis like, you'll never see me again. And he's like, yeah, where are you going? And he's like, Detroit, Michigan. And he's like, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. And then they've stuffed daughter into the car. Holly's in the car with Hyena Man. Hyena Man sees um, Amelia trying to get her car. Real quick, even uh, even Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling have interesting odd names like uh, like Marsh and and, uh, Healy? and Healy. Yeah. Is it Marsh or March? It's March. Yeah, March is fine. Yeah. I, sometimes, it sounds like Russell Crowe is saying Marsh sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think he's like Australian, isn't he? IRL? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool uh, dude. I've always loved him as an actor. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Uh, Warren's Amelia, they run away. The chase happens. Um, Russell Crowe is visibly disappointed in Ryan Gosling for being so drunk. He kind of yes. actually ends up having to save his daughter because yes. I think Ryan he, Gosling yeah, is a bit... crashes that sports car and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's here or later. No, it's earlier when um, he's leaving that old woman's house. He's in the car with his daughter and he goes, also, so funny that the daughter's driving his car all the time when she's like 11. I need you to answer, to answer a question for me. But don't sugarcoat it and try to be nice just because I'm, I'm your dad, all right? Do you think I'm a bad person? Yes. <laughs> Great. Good movie. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Banshees of Asia. No. Um, yeah. He kills uh, Blueface. He does. That's a, that's a very important scene. Um, Misty Mountains or Amelia? Amelia. Amelia's with Holly. They're running away together. They get stopped by Hyena Man. And Hyena Man just happens to get No Country for Old Men. And, um, yeah, you know, Amelia's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And, you know, Holly's like, no, he's dying. We got to help him. And she's like, have fun with that. Bye. He was yeah. just trying to kill me. So Holly's like, oh, no, we got to help the bad man. And then, uh, yeah, Healy shows up, Mr. Russell. And uh, Mr. Russell is like, Holly, go try to flag someone down. And he just like, you know, the, the blue face man says like, John Boy's coming to get you, motherfucker. You're going to die, bitch. And Russell Crowe's like, yeah, well, everybody's got to go sometime. Gives him the old grip. Then Holly comes back. And he's like, yep, sorry, Blueface didn't make it. She's already suspect. He pooped his pants and died. Look. (laughs) Look, pull his pants down. I promise you there's a poop in there. You can't smell it? Pull it down. Are you like your dad? Can you not smell? Um... At this point, kill them all. Oh, wait. I should also mention that uh, he didn't actually say, Russell Crowe, you're going to die. He actually said John Boy's going to kill Ryan Gosling and his daughter. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what was uh, said. 
don't know when it happens, but there's a great joke where they're talking about the old woman with the glasses. Ryan Gosling says she's blind as a bat, yeah. but a mustache on a Volkswagen, and she'll say, "Boy, that Omar Sharif sure runs fast." Great joke, love it. Um, also, they they you know they talk to the cops, they give some statements to the cops. I think this is when they meet um, Kim. So Kim and and uh, and her uh, right hand uh, lady uh, Tali, uh, they they take them to like the Department of Justice headquarters. Amelia's mom office. Yeah, she basically lays out like I'm the Department of Justice. My daughter thinks I'm trying to kill her, so she's on the lamb. And I'm trying to find her, not hurt her. I'm trying to figure out who's trying to hurt her and save her. Yes. Yeah. She thinks I'm the man, and yeah. I'm not. And they're like, oh, I don't know, we wouldn't do this for anywhere less than $5,000. Mid her writing 10000 10, <laughs> So good. Yeah, that's a good um, bit. So at this point, Russell Crowe, he swipes a little note from the office. Is that how he gets the, the like, SWFTL... Yes, like, and it's the same paper. Yeah, and that's what he says to Ryan Gosling. He's like, I've got a clue. It's the same paper. And he's like, that's great. All right, I'm having a drink. And uh, he's like, what? No, there's work to do kind of a thing. No, we are in the backyard first at the pool, Ryan Gosling's pool. Ryan Gosling's laying on the diving board, and he tell, Russell Crowe tells him the story about the diner shooting. Yeah, which is something that was alluded to in the uh, police yes. business. He. When they're giving their, their statement, Tali comes up and yes. she's like, oh, diner boy. Yep. R- uh, and Russell. Ryan Gosling's like, diner boy, huh? I'll diner boy, huh? Yeah, it turns out Healy had a nice action star moment, moment where he saved a bunch of people yeah. in the diner from a crazy man in a, with a shotgun. He finishes telling the story. Ryan Gosling is asleep on the diving board. Yeah. And he says something like, it was just nice to feel useful for once. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Russell Crowe nails it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, get to where you are. Is it the next day? I think so. Okay. Yeah, he shows up and he's like, I swiped this note. It's yeah, it's like a little note. It says like SWFLT Los Angeles 8837, whatever the fuck, right? And he's like, it's a flight. Uh, we got to stop this flight or whatever. And Ryan Gustin's like, great, good luck. I'm drinking or whatever. And he's like, what do you mean drinking? We got a job to do kind of a thing. And is this the point where his daughter blows up at him? Is like, you yes. are a fucking bum and people hate you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, I got a nice flyer, though. And then he, she's like, I hate you, and turns her back on it or whatever. And, and Ryan, or Russell Crowe goes, whatever. I, know, I, I, I'm going to solve this case, I, whatever. She says, I can't remember exactly what her line is. She's like, you're always messing up and getting drunk and stuff, and nobody likes you. He's like, don't say and stuff, honey. And she goes, I hate you. Yeah. That works. And then Russell Crowe goes to leave, and uh, Ryan Gosling goes, you're not going to find her because that's not a flight. I guess what he goes, they don't do overnight flights. It's, you know. It's a flat. It's the Burbank Apartments near the airport. And the number, 0210, it's not a flight, but it's a date, but it's slipped around like the European version. Yeah. But before a lot of that happens, there's a point where he's like, it's not a flight. And she's, he's like, did he stop? And she's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and yeah, I lo- this is maybe my favorite part of the movie. Idris, he just wows them with the best uh, bit of detective work that happens in any of this movie. Yeah. There are a couple of times where he's, he knows a couple of things. But this is like Rain yeah. Man level insane yeah. shit. Except they, I like that he's still wrong. Yes, that's they, the like, best they're, part. They're leaving or whatever, and there's a flight happening because he was saying there's no overnight flights. And he's like, well, they should change that because they should go back to the old way. No, they, <laughs> go, they go to the apartments and it's gone. Yeah. There's a guy in the street goes, oh, they tore, tore these down like three years yeah. ago. So and, on that count, he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, he goes, oh, they tore these down like three years ago. And yeah. Russell Crowe turns around and looks at Ryan Gosling and goes, to the airport then. Yeah. And then he does, there shouldn't be overnight flights. And yeah. then it turns out there's a Burbank airport, a Burbank hotel yeah. at the So airport. he was right. He's half right. Yeah, like one third right. There yes, were two exactly. things that were wrong. But yeah, there's like a Burbank airport apartments where everybody's like, oh, you know, that, that finally makes everything click. 
Um, I love this when they go in and uh, and uh, he's like, uh, you know, talking to the bartender. He's like, tell me everything you know or whatever. Uh, and he's like, well, I could be persuaded, you know, like trying to like get some money out of him. And he's like, yeah, uh, your persuasion is my partner won't do it again. And he's like, do what again? He's like this. And then like Russell Crowe grabs him by the tie and slams his head or whatever. Yeah. And then he spills his guts. He's like, yeah, you know, they're up there. A couple of business types, you know, whatever. And uh, they're like, your buddy just came here last, like 10 minutes ago. And they're like, what? And they're like, uh, your buddy, aren't you with the guy or whatever? He went up about 10 minutes ago. And he's like, did he go up in the elevator? Is this the point where, where Russell Crowe spills the beans that John Boy is like going to kill him and his family? That Russell, uh, Ryan Gosling and his family? I don't know. I think he says something like that. He's like, yeah, then we should have stayed down here. It's the smart thing. He's like, I said it's the smart thing. I didn't say it was the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they have that little, and I love this bit. I, I love, love this bit this so bit. much. When they get to the elevator, it opens up and there's like gurgling sounds and they like peek and there's a guy whose throat is slit and he's holding it and then they see a guy come down the other side of the highway, uh, hallway and get shot three times so they just close the elevator and start going down and then you see the guy get thrown out the window <laughs> in the elevator. And I love, I love Ryan Gosling frantically pushing the button to close it and yeah. then the guy falls down and you can see Ryan Gosling just like just on his inside start to just tremble yeah you can actually see his like again. two cheeks like mm-hmm. shaking like his, his wonk eye flaps a little bit yeah. too um, um love that bit in any movie where you see that another arguably more interesting movie is happening with yeah. not our main characters yeah i love it reminds me of something i remember um it reminds me of two things one is i remember being a child and owning an evening with kevin smith too and him talking about like um when he was writing a superman movie and talking mm-hmm. about how, like, you know, that wouldn't really have been a good idea because, like, my thing would be, like, I would, like, probably write a really good Superman or at least did write a really good Superman. Or I think it was Green Arrow or something. I think it was, like, Green Arrow. He was, like, but the thing with the script was, like, the notes were always, like, you know, like, it, it was just that, like, he had written this thing where, like, it was basically clerks but Green Arrow where, like, they would just be sitting around having interesting, con- con- you know, conversations and they'd be, like, oh, shit, look, a guy. And then they would, like, walk off camera. <laughs> like, and that's why I'd write in the script. is like, oh, then they go deal with that. And then back to that shot of them like talking. That's so funny. Like not even intentionally. He was like, "That's just what I. That's how I write." You know, that's, that's what I'm happening. Yeah. But the other thing is, um, that's what the tick is. The TV yeah, show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know it what is. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I got to finish that. That was great. The yeah. few episodes you showed. Yeah. Me. Shout out I to wrote. the the OG tick with uh, Patrick, Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah. And, and a couple of other uh, recognizable faves, uh, faces, at least to me. Um, great. I haven't seen the new one that like Hulu or Amazon Prime mm-hmm. did or whatever, but um, that one I feel like uh, the, the one that came out in like 2002, 2003 or whatever. So fucking funny. I love Batman well. I love Just, uh, Captain I, Liberty. I think that a Soviet robot waking up yeah. whose uh, only plan is to kill the president wakes up in the year 2002 and yeah. goes must kill Jimmy Carter yeah. is one of the best jokes I've ever not heard. Not only that but when they turn around and they see the newspaper they're like Jimmy Carter is in town. Jimmy Carter is in town. <laughs> so Let's do the tick next week. Yeah. Um, and also Christopher Lloyd shows up in the first episode to play oh, yeah, to, to, yeah, yeah. to play um, what's his name? It's like Walter or something. Whatever. Yeah. The the moth boy. Moth man. Uh, he plays his boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, you've got exactly 30 seconds to explain exactly what you're doing here. Arthur. It's Arthur. That's what it is. Yeah. Great show. Shout it out real quick. But anyways, they're downstairs in the alley. And what should happen to them? So Crow goes, we got to go back. Ragos goes, we no go back. We can't get girl. And the yeah. girl falls on top of a car. Yeah, crazy. And a girl tries to shoot them and, and then falls and knocks herself out. They bring her home. They bring her home. Daughter didn't go to friend's house. She's there with friend. Sorry, my sister had a guy over. Oh, yeah. She's such a slut. It's great. Yeah. Uh, they talk to Which Amelia. is another classic kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Calling someone a slut? 
Yeah, just that kind of a thing. Like, would like there's that point where like, uh, just you know, it's more like fedora tipping kind of stuff. Yeah. Or like, uh, oh yeah, a guy like grabs like, your tit and it's yeah. no biggie. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like, no, even more so, like, uh, oh, you fucked my best friend, thing like that. Like, just like always, like I don't know, just always bringing mm-hmm. up like, like not that it's like even in that instance a bad thing, just that like, why is it always such a obsession point that a woman has sex? That's a great point. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You got some splaining to do, Mister Shane. <laughs> But anyways, they talked to Amelia. It turns out they made a porno movie uh, with with all a this, message with all the secrets. <laughs> right, right. Russell Crowe's like a porno movie. The plot's the point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mom is in on it with the big three. Basically, um, yeah. There's some sort of catalytic, catalytic converter like lawsuit going on. They're that, lying you know, about like the emissions and stuff yeah. like that uh, of the cars and getting off. Amelia says they're getting off too. My mom's just taking some kickbacks and letting them. Yep. Do what they do. And she's very sleepy, which makes me think she's concussed. Yes, and then they let her sleep, which is bad. <laughs> I know um, they do. They like Russell Crowe like tucks her in a little bit. He's like, "Okay, you, we're gonna go talk over here." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they call Tali. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, uh, Russell Crowe's infatuated, and he calls. And he's like, "Yeah, Amelia just fell in her car. She's here." And the whole time, you can already tell something's off because mm-hmm. she's like, "Wow, that's wonderful." And then she says something about like there needing to be a like, trade off of money. Yes, hundred thousand dollars for someone who's seen this movie within the tens yeah. of times i got no idea what happens here i don't know why where, where, they're, where they're bringing the money yeah where the money came from and why they're bringing the money yeah i don't I know, know it comes out of nowhere but i know it's a setup from tali so it's supposed to be yeah but yeah i don't know any of the details that she says to on the phone that was something that i was very curious about but yeah basically like so there's two things going on like the tali's getting them out of the house basically yeah so john boy can show so up. that john boy can show up so the money stuff, very funny to me because I love this scene, especially because one of my favorite comedians of all time, Hannibal Burris, makes a cameo. Yes, I think right before that though, one of my favorite scenes is he tells him the Nixon story. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's like, ah. so think about it from that guy's point of view. Yeah, Does he think when everybody dies, they see Richard Nixon. Yeah. So there's two way to look at things. Yeah. Why don't you just say that? Yeah. What do you mean? You just let me down this whole fucking journey when you yeah. could have just said there's two ways to look at things. Wouldn't that be terrible, though? Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he, uh, like, it just, it, it tips off with, like, uh, I think Russell Crowe being like, check it out, ankle gun. And everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so cool. And he's like, man, we got to pull over here. I'm getting pretty tired. And he's like, no, we don't. Car can drive itself. What? And he's like, oh, didn't know I could do that. Yeah, man, he starts smoking a cigarette. <laughs> no, I love it. It's a nice little, yeah, how subtle just that moment is from him. Just when he takes his hands and feet off the gas and stuff, like, while doing that, like, hasn't even registered that that's happening, really. And it's like, I'm going to get a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, I love that in his dream he's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, then a bumblebee's in the back. And I don't remember exactly how they segue into that or ever. He says, like, oh, yeah, I think he says something like, yeah, he's like, yeah, all cars drive themselves now or something like that. And he's like, what the hell would a bumblebee know about that? And he's you like, no, nah, it's like the air is so volatile. All the bumblebees are Most driving cars drive. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very funny. And then they smash. They just crash. Because Ryan Gosling is asleep while driving. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a dumb guy, I guess. Because as soon as all that shit flew everywhere, I was like, ah, oh, damn. Did, like, Russell Crowe have, like, a bunch of, like, business cards or clues in, like, his glove box or something? Is, like, going to be, like, mad that, like, That's Ryan so Gosling funny. just crashed his car? But then immediately they go, yep, well, there was no money in that case. And I'm like, oh, they mm-hmm. shredded up the newspapers and filled it up with the yep. fucking thing yep. or whatever. Always check the money, Chris. Yeah. Don't know why that was the first thing that crossed my mind. I don't know why the first place was like, oh, Russell Crowe stuff. 
he has almost nothing. This is all probably very important to him. Yeah, but then it clicks because like a Ryan Gosling is like, why would Tali do that to us? Like someone must just swap out the money or whatever it is. Like you know, like kind of thing. He's like he's, he says like Tali said she counted herself. But anyways, uh, they realize basically, oh shit, we were trying to get us out of the house. So back at the house, John Boy there. Yep. He pretends yeah. to be a doctor. He's very charming. I like him quite a bit. Do you really? Come on, Nurse Holly. We need to look at our patient. Yeah, he's he he pretty charming. Yeah. He's pretty charming. I just feel like he's Comes one of those of guys that's so handsome. I hate him. Yeah, he's so handsome. He's ugly. Like he's yeah. Boring. Like yeah. he looks like, like um, uh, the guy who plays Cyclops. Yeah, or like uh, the guy who plays Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Really? Uh, yeah. Killian Murphy. I think he's yeah. like a weird kind of handsome. Yeah, I think he's like he looks a little off. Like if he, mm-hmm. he if his jeans were just tweaked a little bit, yeah, he would be ugly. But no, I think he's got like a yeah. very striking face. So or like almost Henry Cavill, but I kind of like Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill is like the most. He's Superman. He's like the yeah. most handsome man on the planet. Chris. Yeah, but it's almost like handsome to the point where I'm like, come on, a little more I normal, Henry. Come on, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go home and become a little more normal somehow. But he also loves World of Warcraft. He played a lot of World of Warcraft, so oh, that's cool. Yeah, I missed yeah. the call to be Superman because he was playing WoW. Yeah. Love it. But anyways, uh, that aside, yes, you're right. He is like, how's the patient nurse, Holly? You know, stuff like that. And um, then he hears dumb friend Jessica, like... Just going on and on about John Boy in some show, like where the Marshes or something, or the Marshals, or we are the Marshals, or... Daughter drops an R word at this point for some reason. She does. She was like, I, I wouldn't watch that show. That show's for... Fill in the blank. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, Holly grabs a gun out of the little, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. little cookie jar, and he's she's like fucking freeze, motherfucker. And Jessica's like, "What the hell are you doing, Holly?" And she's like, "How?" He says, "What does he say?" He says something like, "Holly, like, uh, like if you help me out, like I'll, I'll only kill her or something like that." Oh, he says it to the friend. He goes, "If you help me, I'll only kill Holly." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways. The, I know that the our main two characters pull up right as he's like walking out of the house or whatever and there's like uh, the, the girl had just been thrown through the window kind of a thing mm-hmm. and I love this this is another very funny scene to me like uh, Ryan Gosling's like hey did you hear that and he's like doesn't stop moving or even look at them he's like oh yeah I heard that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he goes to the trunk or whatever they're like what the hell was that and he's like oh I threw that girl through the window and then pulls the gun out <laughs> yeah it's pretty good yeah it's good yeah and then all we'll kinds of gun fires shoot out uh, Amelia once again she finally gets her comeuppance, but it's my favorite thing about Amelia in this movie. Anytime anything starts happening, she's like, I am fucking out of here. Yeah. Um, she runs out the window. Um, after the shootout, John Boy catches up with her and kills her. Yeah, just he's like, he's like, would you believe it or something like that. And uh, yeah, you just get that shot of like the car and her being like, hey, can you bang? And then yeah. it just peels off. And then where do they go from here? Um, from there. Because I know I... they come back the next morning in the same clothes they go to the cops um obviously you gotta call the cops after a shootout happens at your home um they're both pis so they kind of just get let go which is strange um and they make their way back home house is all fucked up and then misty mountain's aunt shows back up that is true she's like mr march mr march where where's she at and yeah. they're like, oh, fucking ma'am i don't know yeah lady i don't fucking know and in this moment, I want to pause for a second because we also missed one of my other favorite, like, telling scenes where uh, Holly fills in the blanks for Ryan. And he's like, no, that's the whole thing is you take the money, then you dodge the calls for two to three days, pretending like you're working really hard. And then yeah. on the third day, you call saying you're really close to a break, but you need more money or whatever mm-hmm. for double dipping or whatever. But anyways, back to Coke bottle glasses and they go to her place because they're like yeah. ah, fuck there might be a clue there yeah and they do they find a lot of clues turns out 
Misty had a projector in her house. The aunt saw that. She saw the mm-hmm. movie that they're yeah. after. And we should mention at this point that basically what has happened at this point, what, what everybody has been clued into at this point, is that the Department of Justice lady is also like anti-pornography or something like that. Yeah. On top of the Catalina Converter stuff. That's ancillary. But anyways, um, she's basically <laughs> aware of this porno tape that has a plot. Yeah. A.K.A. Spilling the Beans. AKA, AKA she needs to kill everybody who's involved in destroy all the tapes. But what did Ryan Gosling just figure out? That there's another to print out there. Yes, because Amelia apparently went there, watched it. That's what the aunt saw. And then Amelia is the one that she saw leave. Yeah. And I love they're going through this whole thing. They're, just, they're putting the mystery together like, oh, yeah, and this, and this, and this. Oh, okay, it's going to be at the auto show. That's tonight. They're going to do it there. And the aunt goes, whoa, wait, wait, wait. So does this mean that my niece is dead and ryan gosling goes yes yes so, yeah sorry yeah. yeah you're yeah 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 uh and then holly goes we're gonna find out we're gonna snap him yeah and then they go get changed and they go to the auto show yeah the auto show a lot going on a lot of cars yeah a lot of lazy susans a lot of them i think they find a note that says something about chat and they realize chat's gonna be like working the whatever the fuck yeah. So they're yeah. trying to find Chet. They're upstairs at one point. Tolly shows up with a gun, says she killed three people in Detroit. Holly tries to save them by pretending to be room service and then <laughs> by throwing hot water or hot coffee. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love the scene top to bottom. I love yeah. she comes in and uh, she's got him at gunpoint and Russell Crowe goes, are you really going to do this? Are you really going to shoot us? Have you ever killed someone before? She goes, yeah, three times in Detroit. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling goes, Tolly, come on, what are you doing? This isn't you. And yeah. Russell Crowe goes, she's a murderer. She just admitted to committing three murders yeah and ryan gosling hits the floor don't, and starts like slapping no no he's like legs. don't paint her with that brush or whatever and <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah well maybe if she murdered one person but by the third one i think you're a murderer you need to look at what's in front of you yeah. right now and then he like yeah he gets on the ground and he's like grabbing around with his ankles gun. yeah he's, what are the ankle gun what are you talking about what's the, the ankle gun you went like this and you show me the ankle gun like, yeah one. And he's like oh like, did i dream that yeah you dream that. Yeah. And then Holly comes in and throws the coffee. Why'd you throw cold coffee at me? I thought it'd be hot. And I love Ryan Gosling is on the floor still, but he's just basically chilling. Yeah. And he's like, I like where your head's at. That really could have worked out. Yeah. And then she slips in the coffee and he's like, that really worked out. Yeah. But they they split up. I I, I don't remember what Russell Crowe goes off to Before do. Before they leave, he gets a pillow and puts it under Tolly's head. And then they go. <laughs> but Russell Crowe and, 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 and uh, Ryan Gosling split up. I think they're both looking for Chad. They're both right? looking for Chad. Yeah, they're yeah. both looking for Chad. Ryan Gosling, I think it's Holly, overhears the plan that, like, Keith John Boy's yep. here, Keith David's right there, which uh, clues him into, like, okay, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe are here, so he takes Russell Crowe and Holly up to the uh, roof. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling and Holly. Yeah, Ryan Gosling is pretending to be drunk to get the upper hand on Keith David. Hits him with his cast. They both plunge off the building. Ryan Gosling lands in the pool. Keith David, not so lucky, explodes. Yeah. Which makes Russell Crowe, th- or not Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling think that he's invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is this is this a part where he's in the pool and he sees Nixon? He does see Nixon, yeah, yes. Very good. He sees Nixon. Then there's all kinds of shooting and running around and trying to grab the film reel and all kinds of stuff. I don't really want to go through scene through scene with that unless there's anything that stands out specifically yeah, to you. I don't really know. Yeah, but anyways, at the end of the day, they beat John Boy, and it's a rap. That's rap picture. Except for the fact that like they... I meet at the bar, and Russell Crowe's very sad that the, the, the car company still got off, and he's drinking again. And uh, and Ryan Gosling unveils the new Nice Guys flyer, mm-hmm. which is the same one, except the smaller head is behind Ryan Gosling's. Yeah. And, oh, uh, he doesn't kill John Boy. 
That's true, work. right, yes, because earlier with the blue face, he did, and Holly pretty much knows that. There's also a scene where Holly's reading in the field where the house used to be yes. that Ryan Gosling is always talking about wanting to rebuild, but it's not being rebuilt. Um, and and uh, and Holly asks Russell Crowe, did you kill that man? And he goes, no. No, no I didn't, no. You should get back to reading. But anyways, yeah, as he's choking out John Boy, his favorite move. Holly goes, you can't do this. You'd be a bad man if you did. And he's like, your life's been saved by a 13-year-old girl. Then, nice guy's flyer, roll, rap. Rap picture. I can't remember what it is. There's a there's a nice little, there's a scene where they're sitting in a lobby and Kim Basinger is sitting behind them. Yeah. Ah, there's, a, there's a there's a good good burn that Ryan Gosling gets on a camera. He starts speaking German. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And she's like, what the hell are you saying? Over and and Russell Crowe's like, I think what my colleague is trying to do is draw a comparison between you and your statements and those of Adolf Hitler's or whatever. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, which is something that Ryan Gosling does a billion times. <laughs> He's always pulling Hitler out of his back pocket. Mm. Like uh, when that guy, uh, he's like, oh, I was just following orders. He's like, yeah, you know who else was following orders? Hitler. And Russell Crowe's like, that doesn't... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris, I, yeah. Uh, I love this movie. Yeah, I think it's a good mystery. I think it's very funny. Yeah. Um, great performances all around. Nobody's a slouch. Yeah. And this is a, yeah, this is an A. This is a great movie. Yeah, I just <laughs> like... Just like my feelings on AMG, MJR movie theaters, yeah. this movie just works. It's just <laughs> good all the way through. I yeah. love it. It's a blast. It's a comfort movie for me. If I'm sick, I watch it. If I'm yeah. not sick, I watch it. If I'm cold, I watch it. If I'm hot, I watch it. If I'm hungry, if I'm full, I watch it. Chris, I watch this movie. I'm going to give it an A. <laughs> I'm going to give it an A. Yeah. Um, any comparison you want to draw to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or anything like that? I mean, we did mention at the top spiritual sequel. Is there anything on oh, that yeah, no, topic? It's, the, it's the two guys, the yeah. straight man and the not straight man. Mm-hmm. Um literally in kiss kiss bang bang and figuratively in this one um, yeah and yeah and they just go on like a hardy boys type mystery mm-hmm. yeah, that like two different mysteries that end up being the same and they wrap up together at the end two very likable actors at the top of their career one uh, one one on the up and up one on the way out but respectfully they mix very well i laugh i cry i party all of the time i must have liked it a couple of years ago but at some point, I've changed my mind. Vamping, just speaking lyrics. Is there anything like, uh, like, a, like a, almost like a, like a maturing or anything that you feel like you know, like uh, was better this time around or anything like that? Like, even if it's generational, like the difference between like a movie coming out in '02 and a movie coming out in 2016 or whatever, whatever the fucking years are. Um, it definitely looks better. Um, I think it's written a bit better. I think. Um, like the best comparison I can give between Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and this is I feel like the ending of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is um you know at restaurants when people get the opa and they come out with the plate and they go opa and it lights on fire and everyone goes whoa yeah Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is an opa but your waiter dropped all the food and then picked it back up and went oh shit sorry it's okay here look fine everything's fine and you're like yeah okay this is salvageable that's fine I'm fine I'm not that upset with what happened I'm not upset at all um and I think this, the ending of this, is just um, a waiter, a very competent waiter coming with a much less fancy fancy dish going, here's your food, no problems <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's fair, because, yeah, that was something. I don't remember about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in your example, but I did peg in this one as I was like, well, this movie just kind of wraps up, doesn't it? Yeah. Not in a bad way, but your analogy is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think in terms of, like, 
the tides changing. Um, it's a lot less of that young man jealous of women stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this one's much more palatable to the modern absolutely tastes. Yeah, I still can't decide. Like, obviously, like just objectively, this one's the better movie, but I just can't decide which pairing I like more. Still. Yeah, like that's that's a tough pick. I, I feel like they're neck and neck because I I love Val Kilmer in that movie, and I oh. love Robert. It was something I was. Um, it's something I think about a lot. The uh, the Robert Downey Jr. basically always playing the same character. But the thing that's really cool about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is that there's an extra layer to his persona when he's not Tony Stark slash one of the highest paid yeah. actors in the world, like mm-hmm. because it becomes like almost like a Elon Musk like braggadocia type thing. Yeah. But like when he's just a shitty nobody fuck up, it's just nice to see it in a new context, I guess. Like it, it even though it's the same performance, it gives it like a breath of fresh air. He's like, you know what I'm saying. I think Robert Downey Jr. is incapable of being relatable anymore uh-huh. in a movie, and that's not a problem. No, I, don't, I have no, no problem with that. I think he's 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 magnetic. He's fun to watch. He's mm-hmm. a good actor. He makes me feel things. But in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah, it is yeah. pre all of that stuff. He's got like, like a schlubby thing about I him, can, but nothing's different about how he behaves. You're you're know? Like, yeah, you know what? Me and Robert Downey Jr. aren't that different, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think like the the most impressive part about the nice guys is that they found two guys that are i would argue as good as robert downey jr and val kilmer are together it's like um uh, the x-men movies the old x-men movies you're like oh man ian uh, e. mckellen ian e. mckellen ian e. mckellen and patrick stewart is making how are they gonna Professor match X. that there's no way they could do that again and then somehow they find james nah. mcavoy and michael, <laughs> michael fassman they're yeah. just as good you know they did a weird thing too with uh, the banshees of Inishir. somehow they found two guys to match the the, the the chemistry of uh, in Bruges. Yeah, they look just like those guys. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. Just fucking old as hell, though. Yeah, that was the toughest part of this movie. I was like, oh, Colin Farrell is so. Time old. passes. Time passes. Well, it reminded me also of um, of uh, earlier. I was driving with Elton, and uh, also just the other day we saw Modest Mouse do the twentieth anniversary of Little Lonesome Crowded, Crowded West in Ooh. in Madison, Wisconsin, and. Um, I just kind of had like a little like a mini like epiphany kind of moment where I was like, wow, like I can remember like, you know, for so much of my life just like seeing ads for like, you know, like Rolling Stones painted black 35th anniversary tour and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, like now bands I grew up with are doing that. Like, because oh, El- yeah. Elton I- had just told me he was like Death Cab for Cuties legitimately about to do like a 10 or 15 or whatever the fuck it is anniversary of transatlanticism and also do a postal service set for like the anniversary of like give it yeah. up or whatever and I was like damn like everybody's just out here because at first my first thought was like oh Age. yeah nostalgia's big right now but then I was just like no just everybody's dying, dying. <laughs> yeah all the time album musical give you notifications like hey this album that you feel like came out yesterday pretty soon there's gonna be a, a remastered 20th anniversary yeah. edition like all the time I feel like I'm yeah. doing that and it's really upsetting even to this day like you know like sometimes I'm like holy shit I can't believe like To Pimp a Butterfly came out in like 2013 2014 yeah, you know, insane. or even Damn. I think Damn was like 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. maybe 2018 at the latest. But even that's four years ago. You know, uh, just all kinds of shit like that. I mean, I could just rifle them off at this point. You know, like I remember listening to Acid Rap in 2011. It's crazy to think that's an 11 year old album now. Chance the Rapper has an 11 year old mixtape. Insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? That mixtape's in middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, there but was anyways. a movie we watched that involved music, but it wasn't necessarily the focal point. But anyway. It's- Chris, time marches on. It uh, does. I don't want to be friends anymore. What? I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Wait, just... 
45 seconds ago, we were pretty good pals. Yeah, but it's not 45 seconds ago. I've made up my mind that I don't think I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Well, what do I do now? That's not really my problem. Chris, I just don't. It's not something you did. It's not something you said. I just don't like you anymore. Well, give me one more movie review to maybe change your mind. Okay, but if this one's not good. Okay. Cutting off all of my fingers immediately. <laughs> I, I pussyfooting around. All right, well, let's start with the mail. That's usually how we do it. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin. Inishirin? Yeah, Inishirin. I watched this whole ass movie, and for 120 minutes I thought, all right, what the heck is a banshee? And then the old one goes, I named the song Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, higher. Uh, we ain't got no banshees. I just like the sound. So obviously I'm pissed. Quote, I'm sitting here crying over two old guys and a donkey, and you don't even have the common courtesy to show me a banshee, Mr. McDonough. Mr. McDonough. <laughs> Still got Rising Arizona in the brain. I love that movie so much. I said, for shame, Mr. McDonough. For shame. Uh, determined to get some answers, I googled banshee what it is. Sorry. Determined to get some answers, I googled banshee what is it. Um, Google said, I think you mean banshee what is it? Uh, it's a scary old lady who tells you someone is going to die. Which the movie did have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure did. So egg on my face, this movie is stuffed to the brim with banshees. Eight out of ten, pretty good. Chris, I'm not going to ask you what your history with this movie is, because we watched it basically at the same time. This movie just came out. It did. We were supposed to go see it together. I got a little tummy ache, so yeah. I couldn't go, and then I watched it a couple days after when it came to HBO. Yeah. Anyways, the banshees of Inishiran. We start off, and it's Ireland who knows when. Well, later on, you kind of get a clue. Maybe, kind of. I don't really know when the IRA stuff was happening. That 20s. stuff could have happened from the 20... Well, it was going on all the way until, like, recently, I think it even sparked back up with the EU stuff, but I feel like it was even going on in, like, the 70s and 80s. I, I believe I read somewhere that this is the 20s. It went on for a long time. Yeah, but I'm just saying with the IRA thing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I remember pegging that as, like, a moment where I was like, okay, all right, I at least have some idea that we're in, like, the 20th century. Yeah. I just don't know exactly when. Do you want to do the full plot on this, or do you just want to... Talk about it. I don't think it's that taxing to do the full plot. Okay. Because it's a very sparse movie. Yeah. It's not it as is. intricate as a, as yeah, a mystery. I was, it, it's, it's something I really like about it. Um, I was watching this movie and I was like, yo, this movie could be like told like an old folk tale. Yeah. Like there's these two Absolutely. guys in Ireland. Yeah. And one day, one of them told the other one, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, like, right, it's great. Yeah. Um, from the rip, Colin Farrell, he wants to go talk to his friend Colm. His yeah. name is Podrick. Something like that. But anyways, Calm uh, is in his house, they but not the, answering the rapping at his chamber door. They go to the bar, every, they go to the pub together every day at the same time. Yeah, they are best friends. Um, but basically, uh, Mad-Eye Moody lays out, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I have no place in my life for dullness anymore. I want to devote my time. This is after a little while. They have a couple of meetings and all kinds of stuff. You're skipping past my favorite part, Chris. <laughs> I love I love him going everywhere and everyone going, where's Colm? And he goes, oh, I don't know. He didn't want to come. Was he not home? No, he was home. Yeah. What was he doing? Nothing. Yeah. Are you, two of you rowing? I don't think we're rowing. Sounds like you're rowing. It sounds like we're rowing. <laughs> also, I love when a movie teaches me a new word. Rowing. Yeah. And I would say even like the uh, the 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 town and the townsfolk kind of give me like Coen Brothers vibes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the Fargo thing. It's like yeah, it's everyone's got, got speaks a very specific. Everyone's yeah. kind of basically the same person. Yeah, it's great. 
Um, but yes, so basically a uh, column lays out, like, I want to focus on, uh, you know, like, introspection and, like, uh, writing this tune and stuff, and I don't have time for your dull talk of your donkey and your donkey shit and all that kind of stuff, and there's all kinds you of funny... You talked to me for two hours about what you found in your donkey shit. <laughs> well, it was my horse's shit, so obviously you weren't even really listening. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of other things going on. Um, one is uh, the sort of, like, BC plot of the police officer... Uh, who is just outright a dick and beats the shit out of his kid. And you outright see his dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, that took me aback. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, I didn't realize it was there at first, and then I was like, oh, that man's naked. That man's naked. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, Colin Farrell's sister, um, Shaban, is, uh, leaving for the mainland because she has a, uh, a job at a library, uh, in the mainland where, uh, she is not told Colin Farrell yes. about this yet. But anyways, to take it back, yes, are you Rowan? No, we're not Rowan. Colin tries multiple times to talk to uh, Mad-Eye Moody to no avail. Mad-Eye Moody does not want to hear it. Um, and there are plenty of delightful little yucks here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there eventually is a night where he wants to go out with uh, Brian Keoghan or whatever that guy is. Uh, Billy Keoghan or something. Yeah, uh, can't remember. Yeah. But anyways, I'm told that he's in The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and I guess he was also the Joker in that one scene in the new Batman. Correct. But anyways, I like him a lot in this movie. I think he does a great job. Can I wrote down on my notes, can't understand a thing this little man is saying. <laughs> I had to turn the subtitles on just for him. Uh, but they go out drinking one night just because uh, because uh, Callan needs someone to hang out with. And uh, yeah, I do, I do love the scene where they go back to his house to try to swipe his old man's liquor, and the cop is just sleeping in the chair naked. Be quiet. <laughs> Dad'll ring us if we wake him while he's been jerking or yeah. whatever he says. Yeah, and they're they're hanging out. And he's like, ah, Dad'll beat me tomorrow for it, but whatever. I don't care right now, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Also, I do I do I do love the running joke for like the middle of this movie where he's asking everybody, "Am I dull? Am I a duller? Am I dumb?" Yeah. And everyone's like, "No, no, you're not dumb. You're not dumb. You're not yeah. dumb." And uh, when he's not friends with Mad Eye Moody anymore, he can only hang out with the dumbest guy on the <laughs> island because he's the second dumbest guy on the island. Yeah, I also love the scene where Dominic says "touche" and Colin Farrell doesn't know it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, t- he's like, "Two what?" He's like, "Shay." It's French. So even gets bested sometimes by the village idiot. Um, something else I'll say is I, I also really appreciate like his sister coming to to call him so many times and just being like, "You have no time for dullness. You live on a small island off the coast of Ireland. We're all fucking dull." Yeah, I I will I, I will say my biggest takeaway from this movie is I probably have to watch it again. But just the entire time watching it, all, all the way to the end, I was like, uh, calm. Up ways and down ways, every which way. Fuck this guy. I like. I yeah. do not understand his internal turmoil or yeah. struggle at all. I'm yeah. just angry with him this entire movie. Yeah. Well, let's jump ahead then. So yes, there's obviously I the thing about the jump back first. Are you jumping past when they talk and you tell them why he doesn't want to be friends with them? No, that's where I'm going. Okay. Um, obviously, there's the whole stuff with like where where Colin gets so fed up that he's like, I'm gonna literally start cutting off my fingers and giving them to you if you don't stop talking to me. Um, but there is a dramatic scene. I don't know if it's before or after he's lost his first finger. Where yeah, Colm lays out exactly what you're talking about. Where he talks about like I'm getting old, I'm a dying, and being nice to people and having nice little interactions doesn't live forever. You know what lives forever? Mozart. You know what I mean? That's a man who wrote music in the 16th century or whatever, and we still know it to this day. I need to do something like that and be remembered, right? Yeah. And I really do like uh, Colin Farrell. His thing is like, you know, basically like there's nothing like wrong with just having a little laugh with your buddy kind of a thing, but I do really like the thing where he's like, you know, like I'm, he's like, well, I'm Podrick McDonough, 
and I'm nice. Yeah, that you know? um there's a couple of moments where it's happened. First moment of this movie that really got me is when it's after he tells him like I he finally sits down with him like after him not talking to him and he goes if it's something I did or something I'd said let me know because honestly from the bottom of my heart I want to apologize and get past this because I'm really sorry he goes it's not something that you did and it's not something that you said and he goes well then what is it he goes I just don't like you anymore and I was like oh yeah that's the most brutal thing that you could say to somebody especially a friend Mm -hmm. like if you say it to like a a partner it's like okay well yeah you fall out of love with people but to a friend you just be like (laughs) friend is timeless i don't like you anymore we don't spend every waking moment together like a partner does but that doesn't matter because i don't like you i'm like oh that's rough even the sister has a moment where like it's seeped in like a little bit of the whole like that's not how men behave but i get what she's saying where she says like what do you mean you're just not friends with them anymore People don't just do that kind of a thing or whatever. You know, yeah, like, I, like I, men I, don't just do that kind of thing. I think when he says it to Dominic, he goes, yeah, he doesn't want to be friends with me friends with me anymore. He goes, what is he, 12? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then when Colin Farrell, yeah, is in the bar giving him the business and like, I'm nice. Yeah. And I will remember people who are nice to me. I will remember my sister. I'll yeah. This. He's I, like, I remember my dad. I remember my mom. They were nice. I remember my sister. She's nice. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, um, I yeah. think he, he definitely cried. gets the best of her, him. Yeah, he, I think yeah. he gets the best of him. In that, yeah, it was like scene. I was. Uh, tears were yeah fighting their way out of my face. It, it, it reminds like, me a lot of the the scene in um, Everything Ever All All at Once, where the husband says like I just try to make things easier for other people because yeah. life is so fucking hard. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's basically what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really, uh, I really, really fell for Colin's uh, character. Yeah, this whole there are thing. so many points in this movie yeah. where I'm like, okay, Colin got him. He got yeah. him. Now they're going to be friends in the next yeah. scene. And it spoilers, yeah. it does not happen. But um. Yeah, that gives you know, another moment that hit me not quite as hard as the I'm, you know, Colin Farrell and I'm nice or whatever. But uh, and you know, my dad was nice and I remember him and my mom was nice and I remember her. But um, the scene where the bartender and the bartender's friend or brother they look very similar. Yeah. <laughs> very funny. I love these guys. But they basically say like, "You're not dull. Well, you're a little dull." Yeah, you know, like Colin, he's a thinker. He's like, "I think." He's like, "You don't think, Padre, or whatever." But, <laughs> yeah. but I do like, uh, I do like when they're like, "You're you're one of life's nice guys," and the other guy's like, "Yeah, you're one of life's nice guys." And he's like, "I've always only ever wanted to be one of life's nice guys, but right now that sounds like the worst thing to be." Ah, <gasps> Chris, that's the title of the other movie. <laughs> I think it's good guys. I think it's what they say. Maybe it's nice guys. Yeah, I, can't I think remember. he's I one of life's good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways. I'm just going to talk about a scene I really like. I love the, this man has no news scene. Yeah, he never has news. Yeah. At this point, yeah, uh, some has gotten beat up within an inch of his life by oh, yeah, that's right. Dad. Yes. And uh, yeah, we're, you're skipping past that. So to talk about my favorite scene, we have to go back. Yeah. Yes. After stealing the liquor, the police officer did beat the shit out of his son and kick him out of the house. So Colin Farrell lets him stay with him and his sister. And uh, Shaban uh, gets pretty disrespected by <laughs> Dominic. Yep. Um, during the course of that, but uh, but uh, the next day ish, Colin Farrell has to go to like the other side of the island to like get payment for like some milk or whatever his farm has produced from Auroradon, I think her name is. Sure. 
Um, and uh, she immediately is like, you got any news? Or if he's like, oh, I don't really have any news. He's like, ah, Colin Farty Darty uh, came in here earlier too, and he had no news. Yeah, man, never has news. He doesn't talk. And even in that moment, there's so many little moments in this thing. Like, I love that Colin Farrell takes the time to be like, well, he talks sometimes. Even though they're not talking, he still yeah. feels the need to defend his friend. And he also feels, it looks like he's a little hurt when he's like, yeah. they didn't tell you we're not friends anymore. That's yeah. not news to him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then the police officer comes in and she's like, do you have any mo- news? This man has no news. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he says, this man always has a rake of news, whatever. And, and the guy is like, oh, this young boy walked into a lake and killed himself. This other guy killed his wife with a spoon. And he's like, she's like, oh, Lord, say you love us or whatever. No. <laughs> because he stabbed his wife six, seven times. He goes, yeah. did she die? He goes, wasn't stabbing her with a spoon. Yeah, she oh, died. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, she's like, God love us. He's like, not God love us, whatever the fuck. But she's like, no, that's news. This man has no news, whatever. And so Colin Farrell eventually is like, uh, I'll give you some news. How about uh, police officer Colin or whatever who, uh, you know, uh, beats the shit out of his boy or whatever every night, takes his whole day out on his little boy or whatever. And then she's like, that's no news. Yeah, he's like, if I wasn't an old woman, I'd beat him with a pot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He also spills the beans that Son is staying with him. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the police officer beats him up. Uh, well, just one sucker punch, but it fucking knocks him senseless. But I who's think he, walking up? Oh, I think he punches him a couple times on the ground as well. Yeah. Uh, but who's walking up other than his knight in cowboy armor? Calm. Calm. And Calm picks him up, sets him on his little horse and buggy, and takes him, you know, as far as he'll take him. And then Calm hops off and goes towards his house, you know? Another moment where I was like, nice pieces are coming back together yeah. they're going to be friends at the end of this movie yeah colin farrell goes back home tells sister sister goes back up to the bar and yells like home yeah um yeah we're all dull fuck you who do you yeah. think you are i will and also then, uh say yes that I, I also love the sister constantly just being like what the fuck is wrong with you call uh podrick are you fucking dumb like stop talking he cut to off this his man. finger and threw it at you oh he threw it at the yeah because he's like he's like well i'll return after he throws the the finger there he's like i'll return it after we finish uh, breakfast and he's like are you a fucking idiot yeah what the Great. man threw his finger at you. you don't return it leave him alone yeah um and then he talks we miss the part where he talks to the priest mm-hmm. colin talks to the priest and then uh priest talks to uh mad eye moody and asks him about Colin Farrell and then later he comes to the bar and when he, it's right before he gives him the I'm going to cut off his finger, uh, finger each time speech Yeah, he goes stop sending your sister and stop sending priests after me he goes I didn't send my sister she's her own woman with her own thoughts and actions I did send the priest after, the, after you though you got me there <laughs> yeah why does the finger the first finger you cut off the very first one what is the point where he comes and talks to him that it's after he yells at him at the bar he goes and sees him on the beach the next day to say he's sorry yeah and he goes what the fuck are you talking about yeah. how why how are you here how are you how are you not getting yeah. this i do love in this scene though when he's like how's the song going and then he like mimes fiddling for like a half of a second and then he just walks away because colin doesn't say anything um also his sweater in that scene colin farrell's yeah oh chef's kiss all around so good it's just that big like cable net with like the big collar yeah He's dressed great in the whole one. movie, I think. Uh, and I looked it up. I was like, I got to get me one of these sweaters. All the sweaters that he's wearing $200. in this movie. No, they're made, handmade by a woman who lives on that actual oh, no island where they shot the movie. Yeah. Wow. So you have to go there and get one for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, I will say one demerit to this movie for Colin Farrell's teeth. Nobody in 1920 had teeth they're that so perfect. Good. Yeah, they're great They're teeth. perfect teeth. Gum them up a little bit. Gum them up for the role. Gum them up for the role. Um... 
We are just kind of all over the place. So. We are very all over the place. This is a great movie. I should also stop to say. I love this movie. Oh yeah. It's paced well. It's funny. It uh, it it has some heart. Um, and yeah, just everything about it. Like I, it's so weird. It keeps you kind of so disoriented. Mm-hmm. Because of all that weird like fucking miniature Stonehenge fucking. Yeah. Like breaking up of plots of lands with stones kind of a thing. And there's not many buildings. There's like the bar, there's Calm's house, there's Podrick's house, and then there's the Auroridan on the other side of the thing. And like I can't think of another building you see. Uh, they go to the cop's house. Okay, the cop's house. And that's it. <clears throat> um, also, we also miss the Banshee. Yes, she shows up frequently. She, she hangs out with her sister, actually. Yes. And uh, he, she's like, ah, get out of here, or whatever. She's telling him to leave. And he goes, ah, you don't even like her. He's like, oh, what are you talking about? He goes, when you see her coming by, you'll hide behind walls. When you see her yeah. coming, she goes, I do not hide behind walls. And then later, he tries to pull the fucking same thing. And I love when he ducks over, and she's just waiting for him, whatever. But she basically says, by the end of the month, there'll be two dead bodies. There, there'll be one, maybe two deaths. And I, I forgot exactly what the line is. But yeah. Colin Farrell, there's a beat, and Colin Farrell goes... Well, I hope not. <laughs> uh, but I also like uh, when 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 uh, Calm gives the title of his his, uh, his 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 song. He says that there there are banshees on Inishir. It's just they don't wail anymore. They mm-hmm. just kind of sit back and watch or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, love that she has a stick. She has a yeah. stick with the hook. The one that Dominic found mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, I love that. Which what is what he gets pulled out of the mm-hmm. water with. What do you think he uses for? pulling things in that are sticks length away <laughs> <laughs> i love dominic in this movie he's, he's very funny, funny. Yeah. um we'll cut ahead a little bit i think i don't know where the fuck we are in this movie uh but i love when he approaches uh shaban by the uh the the, the water and uh he's like would you you mm-hmm. want to do a date with me or whatever and she's like no i'm sorry you think you could ever fall in love with a guy yeah, like and he's me? like he's like i kind of guessed that everything yeah he's like would you do maybe when i was your age fall in love with me kind of a thing and she's like no i'm sorry with love and he's like okay kind of figured that too and he's like I'm gonna go over there and do what it was that I was gonna do over there. I, do, I I love that before he shows up, she's out the water and she sees the banshee on the other side yeah. of the lake near some fucking shack or whatever yeah. she lives in, yeah. and she's just going like it's creepy, like come in your hand, and then Dominic comes up behind her. She goes, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. sneaking up on me all the time. I got you, I got this ghoul across the lake over there. <laughs> and he says something like, Yeah, she is a bit ghoulish. He goes, I call her a ghoul all the time. Well, yeah. seeing as we have so much in common, do you think right. you'd ever love me? Right, yes, 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 yes. I love this movie. This I also think great. it's a little creepy that she is definitely unsettling. There's a general, oh, like you said, there's a folklore vibe to this. This does feel absolutely, like a folklore. Yeah. That's so fucked up. You, you were agreeing with me, and I went, Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, I'm right. <laughs> Um, so anyways at a certain point through a uh, there's like people who have come to help Calm write a song from a local college on the mainland or something yeah like, that's right. Whatever, right and uh, Colin Farrell gives one of them a ride and lies to him and says that his dad has been hit by like a milk truck or whatever and he's like oh my god that's so fucking bizarre and everything's like why he's like because that's how my mom dies oh that can't happen yeah he got hit by a bread truck oh that can't be what do you mean people get hit by bread trucks all the time i know that's how my mom died (laughs) yeah yeah um but anyways he eventually gets the idea through um dominic that uh like uh or no wait what am i talking about He's going to be mean to Calm. Oh, right, yes. Because when he's mean to him at the bar, to, like, brush it off, Calm says, it's the most interesting he's ever been. I, right. I think I like him again. Yes, like, right after the to, like, I'm break nice. break the and make everybody laugh. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he shows up to Calm's house, and he's just kind of being a dick. He's like, well, can I have a seat? Just kidding. I'm going to take it. You're a fat, sorry son of a bitch. Anyways, nice dog. Just kidding. It's hairy, and I hate it, or whatever he's doing. He's just 
you know, playing it fast and loose and being kind of mean or whatever. And Colm has actually finished his song, so at this point, he's open to being friends again, kind of a thing. Um, Is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's finished his song this morning. Okay, go on. And uh, then, basically, Colm is like, uh, or not Colm, Podrick is like, uh, and also, now that we're friends and stuff like that, I feel like I didn't even have to tell that guy to go fuck off because his mom died or whatever. He can come back. And then Colm's like, oh, really? I, I yeah, see, I read this differently. Okay. I thought uh, Calm was just like, as soon as he came in, was like, okay, uh, there go the rest of the fingers. <laughs> no matter what happens here, I'm going yeah. to just play it cool because I'm going to cut off the rest of my fingers and leave him at his house. Yeah. Regardless of if you told him about that guy or not. And I could be wrong. You could be right. Yeah. Um, it's a movie. It's up to interpretation. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe there's a definitive answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was... Well, a, at least by the time that he shows up, and he's like, I'm going to burn your house down. At least by that point, Calm is like, I'm open to being friends again. I want to be friends again. No, I don't think yeah, that's it. I think Absolutely. He says that. He no, says that outright. I think what he says outright is, okay, now we're done. Now we don't have to talk to each other anymore. Like, this isn't like a revenge thing anymore. I think we can leave it where it is. I don't have any fingers left. Your donkey's dead. Let's just not talk to each other anymore. Interesting. Yeah. I read that whole last half differently. I thought it was a thing where, like, by that point, Calm was basically like, okay, I've done my thing. Like, kind of like I'm done being foolish kind of a thing. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ready for some dullness again. So that's what made it all the more ironic that now the tables have turned. Colin Farrell's the one who doesn't want to be friends. Not that Calm's necessarily trying to be friends. Yeah. He's just saying that, like, let's be friends again. I, but now it's even more ironic. Like, no, no, Colin Farrell's the one who doesn't want to be friends now. I, you know, I, what I thought it was was... Calm was like, okay, things are getting a little bit out of hand, uh-huh. so let's just not talk to each other and leave each other alone, okay? okay. And Colin Farrell goes, oh, no, 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 I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, because when he comes to his house and he's being mean to him, I was very happy because I thought you could be right. Um, I thought Calm was like realizing what I thought was going to happen, which I think is the, the smart decision between these two, is I thought the whole time when it comes being such an asshole about everything i'm like thinking about it i'm like well yeah you need a colin farrell in your life sir if you want to be this great artist and also teach him about music teach him to appreciate your hobby tell Mm -hmm. him about your music so that's why when he comes in he's asking him about the song i was like oh cool did colin farrell figure it out and he's asking him about his music now and they're sharing in each other's interests now Mm -hmm. as friends um no, it turns out no. <laughs> or yes, depending on if you're you or me. But anyways, basically at this point, uh, so he's so lost so. all of his fingers yes. uh, because he's thrown them at the house. But what happened? His prized donkey, as in Colin Farrell's prized donkey, has swallowed one of the fingers a little too much so and died. So um, now, yeah, there's a like a straight up blood feud on Colin Farrell's end. Just a side note. I don't know what kind of visual effects they're doing, practical or otherwise. But whatever they're doing... To to give him that fingerless hand, they should have spent more time on that. <laughs> there are so many scenes, especially when he's walking away from them after leaving all the fingers at their house. Yeah, very clearly has a fake arm in a sleeve, and his other arm is just hanging down inside <laughs> the jacket. But so basically, at this point, yeah, Colin Farrell's like, tomorrow at three o'clock, I'm burning down your house. He can be in it. He can be in out of it. I'd prefer it if your dog goes outside because I do not want to kill the dog. I have no qualms with the dog. You know, he shows up, burns <laughs> the house down, looks inside, calm sitting there. I love uh, when he le- he finds his dead donkey and he buries it and he goes to leave. He runs into the banshee and she goes, 
Don't kill his dog, because I'm not going to kill the dog. <laughs> also, the uh, I feel like in our barreling forward because of our um, different interpretations of the movie, uh, we also skipped over the fact that, like, leading up to the house burning down, boy, does he get a rough end of the stick because, like, his sister leaves. She gives him the speech finally where she's like, hey, I'm going to the mainland. And she, like, legitimately yeah. leaves and stuff like that. And you know, Yeah, I thought from the beginning, I was like, take him with you. Well, she offers. She says, yeah, I have an extra bed here. She like writes when I was like, but he's like, oh, no, yeah, I live yeah. here, you know. Um, <clears throat> he writes to her and he lies to her saying that everything's great and you know the, the donkey's doing great so sad it is so sad when the letter's over and he's in his room also funniest joke in the movie I think is when he's writing that letter and it's just the shots of him in the house all of the animals are inside because <laughs> it's a running joke earlier in the movie that his sister's like no donkey in the house yeah and he's like I'm sad let me have the donkey in the house yeah he loves having the animals in the house and he loves an Asheron and he doesn't want to leave um, but anyways, yes, he burns down Calm's house. Um, I love it. I just love it. I yeah. like. I don't know what it, why I love it so much, but his turn of being just... He says it to Dominic, and he goes, well, Dominic's like, that's the meanest thing I've ever heard. You're a mean guy. And he goes, no, I'm nice. He goes, he did a mean thing. He goes, ah, maybe this is just me now. Maybe mm-hmm. this is how it happens. Maybe this is just who I am now. And that's, uh, he just is for the rest of the movie. He just changes to a completely different person. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to kill you that's how this is going to end yeah. and that's all i care about right yeah. now i'm not going to go see my sister because i have to kill you yeah it becomes like the hatfield and mccoys it's yeah something out of folklore but anyways uh then they meet on the beach the next day after the house is remembered and they have a little chit chat and uh yeah column asks uh, or thanks him for uh taking care of the dog or whatever and he says anytime uh, he says now that the house is burnt down i suppose we're even and he goes no <laughs> thanks for watching my dog anytime yeah. and you cut to the banshee and then Colin Farrell yeah. comes out from the other side of her and it splits the screen and it's over. And I think we, we also forgot to mention, off. yeah, Dominic is dead in the river. I think we alluded to earlier, but he's dead in the river and they pull him out of the river with the stick that he's fucking with earlier. Yeah, I thought um, when he's waving goodbye to his sister on the boat, there's that person out of frame and sister's looking at that person while Colin Farrell's waving goodbye. I thought it was calm and he was going to kill himself there. Mm-hmm. And then they found Boy in the river and I was like, was that Boy? Did Boy kill himself because uh, Sister didn't like him? Yeah. Um, but no, Did, it's, it's a banshee. Do they explicitly state how Dominic dies? They say he like must have slipped on a rock or something like that. Oh, okay. And yeah, I think I assumed Dominic killed himself because we did kind of skip past it. Dominic has an awful life. Yeah. His dad beats him a bunch. Colin Farrell lets it slip at the bar that his dad diddles him and stuff like that. Also, we, we missed that too. The, the cop is like, Sunday, I'm killing you, Colin mm-hmm. Farrell. Yeah, there's a little dialogue about the like, kill me kill me or like beat me up kill me beat you up kill you he yeah. doesn't have it in him he did kill yeah. a man once so. <laughs> yeah. but anyways that's pretty much rap picture I think it's a brilliant film I love it absolutely the vibes are there the pacing is there funny the heart's there mm-hmm. great performances all around all this around. is a banger of a banger this is an A plus I can't even decide but I think I may even like it more than Bruce I was gonna ask you that's what yeah. I was gonna ask you yeah but I think I do I think uh, you know yeah I'm, I'm just gonna say yeah, I do I do mm-hmm. I yeah do. I feel the exact same way I think this yeah. is um, Stem to Stern a better movie It, um, it's like oh we were having this conversation the other day I think it's like uh, how I like I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is Quentin Tarantino's Tarantino's best movie and yeah. you say it's Pulp Fiction and I think I agree with you but I also disagree with yeah. you I was saying that I think compared to every other movie ever made yeah Pulp Fiction's his best movie but compared to all of his other movies mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his best movie and that's how I feel about this it feels feels like in Bruges but you know 10 years have passed or whatever yeah and everybody involved in it is a little bit more mature and stuff mm-hmm. like that and uh, god 
damn can Colin Farrell act. <laughs> like, I, I've never thought that he was a bad actor, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, just especially that I'm nice scene in the bar. Yeah. Or even just his switch to being like, I'm going to kill you now is just yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I'm going to give this one an A+. Plus. Yeah. And I think I like it more than in Bruges. Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, just to go into a little more detail about spiritual successor, yeah, same actors, same writer-director, both centered around one location that is almost kind of like, this one a little less so maybe, but like kind of like a love letter to a location, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this time around, yeah, it's just a, it's a different, definitely like a more mature, th- like, kind of like, uh, um, you know, theme or philosophy, like discussion yeah. kind of a thing, like... You know, within Bruges, it's like, uh, oh, I took a kid's life, so, like, now I have to kill myself, right? Like, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. I heard them uh, say, I heard the uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Brent Gleeson. I saw they were on, like, a Colbert or something <laughs> like that. And, uh, yeah, one of them said that, yeah, no, in Bruges is a story about two guys falling in love, and this one's about two guys falling out of love. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a great yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, that's also putting too fine of a point on it from my thing with the... Because there's also the question of, uh, actually, I would almost retract my statement because i think the actual like the main main theme of in bruges is more so like almost akin to like magnolia or something like that like what can we forgive right yeah like is has this kid really ruined his life is he really deplorable and someone who should be executed in the street or should kill themselves or can he go on to do good Mm -hmm. you know and that's a pretty actually you know in my opinion like i think a very very interesting thing to um attempt to like address in a movie yeah um and i think it's something that a lot of people have uh, a lot of different opinions on i mean you take it out of the context of it being colin farrell and someone you like and suddenly it becomes a thing where you're like no fuck that guy kill that fucking guy you know yeah um but anyways this is an a plus for me it's an a plus for me <laughs> uh, i was uh, i was um I mean, I got a lot of... I, I was thinking of a bunch of stuff to say, but it's all about In Bruges, and that's not the movie we're talking about, so I'll move on. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I already segued us there, so if you want to mention something, go ahead. Hey, I was, I was just going to say, I was going to compare it again to a conversation we had off-air the other day. Um, we were talking about how much you and I both equally love Blink-182. <laughs> No, uh, I'm much more uh, of a Blink-182 fan than you are. You are an adult man who understands that you should leave some things behind, and I'm not, so I love Blink-182 still. But there are, we did agree that there are some really good Blink-182 songs, like a, like the Untitled album, but they're still at like a point in their lives and their career that some of it just doesn't really click. Like it feels more mature, and they're trying to do something smart and artsy, Um but also it's like, ooh, there's just like one or two things here and there that don't really add up. But besides that, love what you're trying to do. I almost feel that way about In Bruges. Yeah, because there's so many things that are almost airtight and really smart, but there's just like an overall air of like, you know, not too long ago Pulp Fiction happened, not too long ago Snatch happened. Mm-hmm. Like everything was like this weird, like gritty, edgy, over the top, like yeah, gun it, game thing. And that's the thing that I feel like really yeah, dates exactly. it is that it's like it's an immature thing the way that like, you know, like uh, like in your example, like a you know artist like at some point should like mature out of pop punk. Not to say that they didn't do great things while they were there and like touched yeah. on some mature things while they were there, but like just the general aesthetic itself is like, you know, what I mean, I could say the smartest thing you've ever heard, uh, but like if I'm you know dressed in like a, a fucking Nightmare for Christmas shirt and you know like I look like I fell out of a hot topic, you might respect it a little less. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sadly, absolutely. sadly, yeah, that's you, you, you beautifully said 
um, my thought that I couldn't really uh, articulate, <laughs> but my articulate my, my 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 original thought was in Bruce is really good and really artsy and I like it, but it ends in a shootout. <laughs> it yeah. ends in a shootout and uh, like it even like goes to like the packaging. Like I can't first it's a problem I have, but with a movie I can't not think of the movie and the poster at the same time, yeah. you know. And so it does feel a little bit just like that Blink Two album. In Bruce does feel a little bit too steeped in the time period. Yeah, that it was made in. And I think um, obviously I don't know this because I watched this movie yesterday and it came <laughs> out two weeks ago. Yeah, but I have a feeling that um, Banshees is going to stand the test of time a little bit more. It feels yeah. a little bit more timeless. Yeah. Also, I think this uh, motherfucker might have a hard time with the awards, but it's been nominated for a lot of awards. Oh, yeah? It's just going up against everything everywhere all at once. Oh. In, like, every category. Like, it's nominated for just a bunch of awards, but every time it's against everything everywhere This, I think this would have been a nice uh, January movie. They could have just pushed it. would <laughs> have won everything for the 2024 awards. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we like this movie. Quite a bit. I like oh. this movie a lot. Almost Mattress Man time. Don't worry. We got to talk about what we're doing next week, though. Oh, yeah, we do. Is it Jingle All the Way or is it the Santa Claus? Chris, it's uh, weather outside is frightful. And the fire is so delightful. It's Chris. It's Christmas special time. It's holiday special time. We're doing a Christmas movie. Do you want to watch the Santa Claus 1 and 2? Or Jingle All the Way? And the Santa Claus 3? <laughs> <laughs> well, last year for Christmas, we just did like a half hour, like, yeah. you know, one. So we don't have to pump it up. We could just do our Santa Claus or Jingle All the Way. Well, I think, in my humble opinion, yeah, the Santa Claus is only worth it if we immediately follow it up with <laughs> the Santa Claus too, because I think that movie has him turning into him making a toy Nazi version of himself. He does, yeah, yeah. So let's do Jingle All the Way. Okay. Instead of those two. Okay. Yeah, do a nice little short Christmas episode, and then we're recording all of these in advanced. That's not how that sentence works. We're recording all of these in advance. Um, so we're going to take a, a week off for the holiday. That is true. So after a Christmas episode, there will be no new episode. Until January. Until January. Whatever Monday is the January. I think it's like a fucking... I think it, like January 1st is Monday. Because I think the I don't 31st think so. happens on Sunday. No, because Christmas happens on Sunday this year. Yeah. Then it's the 2nd. No, it's got to be. Yeah, I think the first is... No, the first is Sunday, I think. So technically yeah. the, the New Year's Day. So it would be January 2nd, I we'll, think, is no. Monday. We'll be back Monday, January 2nd. I'm so confused because we're a week ahead. So the 19th Christmas episode, right? Oh, I thought we were going to do Christmas episode on the 26th, the day after Christmas. But no, that would make sense. Yeah, 19th. Then the 26th, we're off. The 26th, we're off. Then the 2nd, we're back. And the 2nd, we're back. Yeah. Keep all that in there. Because <laughs> anyone else is confused as me uh, in the future. Okay. That's that mattress, man. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... <laughs>